our lesson tonight is part two of Jesus prayed for me. Amen. In our study, we concluded that we always need prayer. Amen. Because when we think we're strong, that's when we're weak. So we need prayer continuously. Never know what's round the corner. Never know what you're going to run into tomorrow. So you have to wrap yourself up in prayer. Expecting the unexpected. Amen. So don't never let your guards down and think you got time for a smooth ride. Because it's not so. If it was so, the scripture wouldn't have told us that men should always pray and faint not. Why did he say faint not? Because you don't know what you're going to run into. Come on now. You're going to run into some unexpected things in your life. I'm going to fumble around a little bit, get road time. Amen. So while she getting that together, let us run to Romans chapter 8. And the verse is 26. When you have found it, say praise the Lord. Romans 8, verse 26. Are we there? Let's begin reading at the 26th verse. Likewise, the Spirit also will help our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercessions for us with groaning which cannot be uttered. Oh, you don't always know what to pray for. You don't always know, you know what he's saying? You don't always know your weakest spot. You don't never know what you ought to be asking God for on the behalf of you making it through the course of your day. Amen. So, he said that the Spirit, what Spirit? The Holy Ghost also help our infirmity. The Holy Ghost steps in when we don't know how to pray to God in our weakness. We do not know what to pray. To offer, nor how to offer it worthily, worthily. 
as we ought to. Our prayers has got to be worthy for God to answer. Oh, y'all didn't get that one. So, you know, we, 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 we throw him up some of everything, but it said that our prayer has got to be worthy of God answering it. But the Spirit himself said, Lord, that ain't what they need. This is what they need. <laughs> the Holy Ghost steps in and said, she don't know what she's talking about. That ain't what she, that ain't a problem. This is a problem, God. This is what's going to help her make it through the day. So the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and plead on our behalf with unspokable yearning and groaning too deep for utterance. That's why you don't never need to let your Holy Ghost go dead. Because the Holy Ghost has got to do some talking for you. So if you don't keep the Holy Ghost in tune, guess what? That's why you so you be sometimes be depressed about what's going on. Because the Holy Ghost ain't stepped in and prayed for you that you can get some peace and some joy. Amen. And if you didn't know it, if the Holy Ghost is praying for you, it's because Jesus had designed it to pray for you. Because he the one that said he was going to send you another comforter. Twenty seven verse says, and he that searches the heart know what the mind of the spirit, because he make an intercession for the saints. Wow, he going to make intercession for you according to the will of God, not your will. Not by what you want. But by what God see that you need. Come on now. For the spirit searches what's in your heart. Huh? And he knows what the mind of the spirit. Because he make intercessions. For the you better be glad that. That you got the Holy Ghost to stand in your stead and tell God the real deal about you that you well, you need your real help at. Come on now. And he who searches the heart of men know what's in the mind of the Holy Ghost, what his intent is, because he searches and intercede and plead before God in the behalf of saints. According to and in harmony with God's will. The Holy Ghost ain't going to pray outside of God's will. I don't care what you say you need. Come on now. Hmm. This, this, this is just an a illustration. So I want you single women to get upset with me. You down there praying, God, send me a hug. Holy Ghost is saying, Lord, she don't need that right now. 
study hardly. Lord, send me that man. The Holy Ghost said, Lord, hold that man up till I can get her in tune with you. See, we want things before we get in tune with God. Come on now. Once you get in tune with God, the scripture said that God will give you the desires of your own heart. But that's after you done got in tune with him. According to his will. Stop thinking that God is answering prayers outside of his will because he's not doing it. You run around here talking about, Lord, you won't answer my prayer. Check the prayer. Check your motive. Check what you asking. Is it in God's will? Amen. 28th verse says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the call according to now listen, the scripture said that we should, that's what it ought to say, we should know that all things work together for good for them that love God. You got to love God. Stop calling on God for your folks that don't want no part of God. And you asking God to give him your their best. They don't want no part of God's love, but you trying to spread God's love all to them. By now, and you if you've been in God's will long enough, by now you ought to be able to know better. He said. For good to them that love him. Ain't that what it says? To them who are called according to his purpose. Just like he called you out of darkness, he gave them the same opportunity to come out of darkness. This is a call unto salvation. This ain't no call to you to wrap your head up with a rag and talk about, I see, I see, I see. This is a call to salvation. Amen. So don't get ahead of yourself. To them who are called according to his purpose, his design and purpose. Those that he had a plan for. God's plan is for you to be saved. Above all. Amen. It is God's will for you. It's God's will for everybody to be saved. But they ain't going to all be saved. They weren't all saved in the old world. It still was God's will. But you got to conform to the will of God. Amen. 29th verse says. 
Or did I go too far? Let's read it anyway. For whom he, he also did predestinate and to be conformed to the image. Now you see what he want us to be like. He want us to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. It is our job to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Oh, we got a long way to go. Come on, somebody. Because we still be trying to step out of the wheel. We still don't want to really fulfill the will of God in our life. We want to look and see if he's fulfilling it in somebody else's life. But what about yours? Come on, somebody. This thing is to you first. Go to the 31st verse. Wait a minute. What shall we then say to these things? Now it's talking about to the saved. It's talking about to the one that is conforming to the will of God. If God be for us, who can be against us? Well, you got to be in the right place. You got to be in the right place with God for this passage of scripture to apply to you. Because, see, when we're in the right standing with God, guess what? Don't make no difference who come up against you. They can't stand. Amen. No matter what God said he got for you, make no difference who said that you're not going to get it, you're not going to make it, you can't have it, you just want to keep on walking by faith because if God said it, he's going to perform it. Come on now. I know that to be a fact. I ain't telling you something I read. I'm telling you something I live. 32nd verse says, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with his own also freely give us all things? Now, if he went so far as allowing himself in the person of Jesus Christ to die for us, huh? Truly, he said, surely he can give us all things. If he gave you his life, oh, y'all didn't hear that. He gave you his life and you are so bent out of shape about what he can do for you and what he can do all things. Come on, somebody. 33rd verse says, Who? It is God. Guess what? It don't make no difference what you said. It's about what God said. Come on now. I seen a I seen a a, 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 a little notation is that man would always remember 
your past, but God looks at your future. Come on, somebody. Some of your peers can always go back and tell you why you ought to be falling. They can always go back and remind you of what you used to do. But if you stay in the will of God, God gives you a future. Come on, somebody. Hmm. 34th verse says, Who is he that condemned? It is Christ that died, so I can't nobody condemn you because they didn't die for you. They didn't get a life for not one person. If they'd have asked him to get it like, oh, no, mm -mm. can't go out like that. <laughs> then it, that's, that's when the statement comes in, roll, every man for himself. Read the book. Rather that is written, risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also... What do he do for you? He make intercessions for you. He pleads your case. Huh? Who is at the right hand of God actually pleading as he intercedes on your behalf? Hmm. You walking around with your head down and God trying to plead, Jesus pleading to God to help him raise his head up. The Lord thunder back said, head too heavy. It's almost like he got bricks in it. Because he can't hear a word. Oh, no, what am I? Cause, let me circle it. There you go. Now I got my book sticking. Well, his head is too heavy with doubt. So I got to pray for him myself. So I'm making intercessions for him to keep him in the faith. A lot of you is kept in the faith because Jesus has interceded for you. Other than that, you'd have dropped out. Come on, somebody. The moment you didn't see nothing, you'd have dropped out. The moment you didn't get what you thought you should have got, you'd have dropped out. You did drop out. He just didn't cut the rope. He had to reel you back in. But one more round. Come on, somebody. You know his prayers reel you back in. Amen. Go to Psalms 55. I'm going to try to keep this one straight. <laughs> Psalm 55, verses 16 and 17. Are we there? Let's read it, please. 
As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Even and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear. Wait a minute. You know what he's saying? I'm going to pray continuously. You based it on just one prayer, and you think that you done did all you supposed to do. Come on, somebody. That one prayer, you don't even know the guy through. Devil lot of slapped it down. Huh? But David said, as for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Guess what? If we calling up on God like we should, Psalm 55, verse 6. If we calling on God like we should, the prayer line ought to be shorter. But our prayer line is shorter because you just won't come up and get prayer because you know you need it. Hello, somebody. But the writer said, evening and morning and noon would I utter my complaints and moan and sigh and he will hear my voice. A continuous prayer is what God is listening for. Your one prayer is like you taking God for granted. That he got to answer your one prayer. Come on somebody. And ain't no telling how long it was. But the writer is letting you know the severity of prayer is that I'm going to do it all during the day. Come on now. If, if, if he was paraphrasing this here on his job, I'm going to do it in the morning. I'm going to do it on my lunch break. And I'm going to do it in the evening when I'm going home. Hello, somebody. I guess some of you don't know how to pray while you're driving. I guess some of you don't know how to pray while you're on your lunch break. Come on, somebody. And I guess you'll be in too much of a rush to get up in the morning and pray. Your prayers come to make you strong. Your prayers come to weed you into the will of God. Come on, somebody. Because if you're praying right, your prayers will cause you to shift over into the will of God. If your prayers don't shift you over into the will of God, your prayers is useless. Amen. Then we read that in Romans 8 that the Spirit of God make intercessions for you in the will of God. Huh? Come on now. So stop trying to get the Holy Ghost to go outside of the will of God because He ain't going. He's not going. Let me tell you, He's not going. You're wasting your time. He's not going. Amen. Psalm 72. 
Psalm 72 in the verses 12 through 15. Wait a minute. Let's go up to verse 11. See, because this going to tell you that everybody's got to pray. Read verse 11. Yea, all kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall... Look at here. All kings and all nations ought to be on their knees. Amen. We are in a time right now that it is, it is calling for neology. Amen. Forget about your fancy words and start calling out to God for your soul. Twelve verse says, For he shall deliver the needy when he... Wait a minute. He gonna deliver the needy after he do what? The needy got to cry out. Come on, somebody. Ain't no point in you sitting down looking with no sad countenance on your face with your arms folded and your head down and not calling on God because you ain't getting no answer. You and I got to cry out to God. Stop waiting on Sunday morning to cry out to God. Cry out to God all through the week. He shall deliver the needy when he cried. The poor also. And him that had no helper. Good God Almighty. When you can't find no help from somebody else, you got to help in God. Stop depending on other folks to help when you can call on God and get you some immediate help. Because he know who to send your way. But you got to stay in his will. Come on now. Everybody going to have a down day. Huh? You might have a down day, but you got to up God. He ain't never down. Huh? And he loaded you up with benefits. Hmm. If you ain't getting your benefits... Check where you where, where, where you at. Are you in his wheel or not? Huh? Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't gotta sing that song, has you been naughty or good? <laughs> you already know. <laughs> and not only you know, he know too. <laughs> Read. He shall spare the poor and needy and shall save the souls. Wait a minute. God's response is to your soul. Huh? Stop thinking that God always is responding to your flesh when he's responding to your soul. It's your soul that God wants to save. 
Come on, somebody. You can go to heaven broke. Come on now. You can go there sick. If you allow God to respond to the need of your soul. Amen. He will save the lives of the needy. Because that's what he came to do. Huh? Verse 14 says, He shall redeem their soul from deceit and violence, and precious shall their blood be. Wait a minute. He going to redeem you. He going to redeem your life from oppression, flaws, faults, Come on, somebody. Deceptions as well as violence. Because why? Because he said, your blood is precious and costly Ooh, in his sight. My Lord. Precious. We got a lot to be happy for. Even if we ain't got a quarter in our pocket. Because God said that our blood is precious in his sight. Come on now. You are meaningful in the sight of God. If you stay in his will and be conformed to it. We got to be conformed to the will of God. Amen. The problem is, is when we step out of God's will into our own will and trouble arise, then we want God to show up immediately. And, and, he, and, and a lot of times he don't do it. Because he's told you where to stay. And when you step out, it calls for consequences. Fifteenth verse. Prayers also shall be made for him continuously, and daily shall he be. Wait a minute. Prayers shall be made for him. Continuously? Are we praying continuously? You know, sometimes you might not even feel like praying, but you need to make yourself pray. Because in the process of you making yourself pray, somewhere between starting and stopping, you're going to start feeling like calling on God. Come on, somebody. It's just like waking up early in the morning. You don't wake up early in the morning all jubilant and ready to go running out the door. But between the time of you getting dressed, getting yourself together, or getting your coffee or your breakfast and heading out the door, you feel like a different person than when you woke up. If you do the same thing with your prayer life, you will be a different, feel like a different person before your prayer ends.
Because it's something that God said you ought to do continuously. And not only continuously, then he turned around and said, daily. Daily. You can tell when daily prayers are being set up or met because when the saints come here on service time Sunday morning and and you gotta bend you over backwards to get a praise out of you, you ain't been praying. You have not been praying. Come on, somebody. Because if you've been praying all week long, somewhere between last Sunday and this coming up Sunday, God should have been and gave you some joy somewhere. Amen. We come in broke down, we leave broke down. We come back broke down. Well, well what happened to the prayer life? Or did you make did you make any of your statements to God by faith? Oh yes, Lord. Or you just made statements. You know, sometimes we pray and we just make statements. But did you make any statements of your prayer by faith? Did any of your statements come from your heart? Did you mean anything that you said to God? Because if you didn't mean it, he didn't keep it. And if he didn't keep it, he's not planning on answering it. Amen. So you see the place where our prayer life is and why some things in our prayer life go unanswered because God read the intent of your heart and he looked past your dialogue what you were speaking and saw whatever it was that you really meant. Oh, he's a great discerner. Amen. Baby, he read your book from the first page to the back before you even opened your mouth. Oh, that's the God we serve. Amen. Ah, uh, we may be able to put on cassage for each other, but with God, don't fly. It don't fly. Amen. Go to Second Chronicle, chapter seven. <clears throat> 